Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Yes, indeed, everybody. Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Carol Master in our Bloomberg 1130 studio in New York City. Coming up, we're going to talk about uh, natural gas in the spotlight today. Uh, a recent report talking about uh, maybe undiscovered uh, opportunities. We'll get to that in just a moment. Back to, though, your top business stories and today's trading. Here is Charlie Pellet. And I thank you very much, Carol Master. Natural gas down seven-tenths of one percent right now. Crude oil pushing higher up by one and a half percent, 47.11 a barrel on West Texas Intermediate Crude. Stocks are climbing as corporate earnings reports pick up steam. Investors also assessing the fallout of the Trump administration's embattled health care bill. Just about every sector in the S&P 500 index trading higher. Energy stocks are pacing the increase. Vertex Pharmaceuticals leading gainers today, rising 21% after reporting promising results for its cystic fibrosis treatment. Morgan Stanley shares their hire by 3.4% after earnings beat estimates. Peter Cheer is head of macro strategy at Breen Capital, and he says the big challenge is what happens in the current quarter for banks. And now what the real test is going to be is the slowdown in vol, the decrease in fall and in fixed income really started kind of in June. So two of the three months in that quarter were probably okay. It's going to be hard to see you know, how people make it through the next two months or three months. People briefed on the decision say Morgan Stanley has become the latest global bank to pick Frankfurt for its new trading headquarters inside the European Union after Brexit. One person says the firm plans to relocate some of its European broker-dealer business from London while moving parts of its asset management operations to Dublin. S&P up 12 now at a record 24.72, up five-tenths of one percent. The Dow up 51, up two-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ up 41, up seven-tenths of one percent. Gold down 80 cents the ounce, little change there. And crude oil again up by one and a half percent to 47.10 a barrel. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Lovely. Thank you. Charlie Pellet with a Bloomberg Business News Flash right here on Bloomberg Radio. Yeah, do we need more natural gas? Because apparently there's more out there uh, to be had. Chris McGill is Vice President of Energy Analysis and Standards at American Gas Association. They are an industry group uh, and a lobbying group, and they join us uh, on the phone from the nation's capital. Chris, nice to have you here on Bloomberg Radio. You guys have a, a new report out. Uh, it's called Potential Supply of Natural Gas in the United States. You look at this, I guess you do this, what, twice a year? It's actually done once every two years. Oh, forgive me. And it's com- mm-hmm. and it's completed by the Potential Gas Committee, which is an organization of volunteers, about 80 geoscientists and engineers that look at the natural gas resource base here in the United States once every two years, mm-hmm. um, capturing the technology changes and those kinds of things that happen um, with respect to recovering resources. And they uh, have just published and released today at the AGA headquarters the year-end 2016 assessment. And the numbers are very large. Tell me about it. How large? Well, the PGC has identified what they view as a technically recoverable um, resource base that is over 2,800 trillion cubic feet. 
And that number is actually up about 300 trillion cubic feet, about 12% from the report that was published in 2014. Uh, and that's con been consistent, actually, the last decade or so. Um, the natural gas resource base, as we see it as technology develops, expanding. Even though we're producing every year, the numbers keep getting bigger and bigger. And when you take EIA's proved reserves and put them with the PGC work, which, by the way, has been done for 52 years, every two years, essentially, um, you come up with a, a total future supply of natural gas in the United States um, above 3,100 trillion cubic feet. Again, a huge number and, and the largest number in their history. What do you think is the significance of this? I think about our audience. Uh, we talk about the energy markets all the time. We've talked about the abundance of nat gas that is out there. It's been very cheap. It's great for consumers. It's great for, you know, factories in the commercial sector. But what's the significance of this report in your view? Well, I'll look at that in two ways. First of all, with respect to the report itself, most of this resource growth that we've seen, and in fact, 64% of the resource that is discussed in this report comes from shale gas. Mm -hmm. And you're certainly familiar with that. It has been the, the big player in expanding natural gas production around the country. And this report says, uh, frankly, Carol, that it, it has legs. It, it, we have a future in this country of decades of supply of natural gas, much of it attributable to to shale gas and the technologies that are employed to recover that gas. The, the second way to look at it is clearly it has been beneficial um, for consumers. Right. Natural gas is a, is, is a great value. And this report implies, in my view, that that valuable consumer asset for, for energy should continue um, for well into the future. Let me let me ask you something, Chris. We're talking with Chris McGill, Vice President of Energy Analysis and Standards at the American Gas Association, on the phone from Washington D.C. Our Bloomberg uh, New Energy Finance folks uh, put out some research uh, uh, just last month, actually, and what it looked at is it talked about how nat gas is really the king of the U.S. power market, but. In doing research, they said by 2040, renewable energy resources, so we're talking about wind, solar power, will supply just as much of America's electricity demand as gas. Um, and that globally, the cost of renewable power is falling so rapidly that gas will never become the dominant fuel uh, as most of the world kind of leapfrogs over fossil fuels and moves straight into wind turbines and solar farms to meet growing electricity demand. Uh, so where does that maybe push some of this analysis that maybe it it might not make sense for companies to go after it because in the longer term, they won't see the payoff? I mean, we've certainly seen that in depressed nat gat prices. I still think as we look at natural gas and even talking about renewables um, in the power generation sector, clearly, um, as, as you know, natural gas facilitates the use of renewables in the power sector. The wind does not always blow. The sun does not always shine. Generally, we have seen natural gas filling those, those, those voids. We also believe, or I believe, I, I believe uh, here at AGA mm -hmm. that the direct use of natural gas is, is going to remain very important to the economy with 
you talk about electricity, you talk about energy losses over transportation and all that kind of thing. When you produce natural gas in this country and use it directly in your household, you're receiving nine out of ten molecules that were produced. Right. So it's, it's, it's very efficient. Those efficiencies have played out over time. Yeah. Um, will they continue? We'll, we'll certainly see. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not ready to take, um, okay. I'm not ready to take natural gas out of the energy mix to a cleaner future. Got it. Good to get some time with you. Chris McGill, he's Vice President of Energy Analysis and Standards at the American Gas Association, joining us on the phone from Washington. Let's get a check on your latest world of national news headlines. We've got Adrian Mitchell in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Adrian. Hi, Carol. After lunch with Senate Republicans, President Trump is telling them to keep on working on replacing Obamacare. I don't think we should leave town unless we have a health insurance plan. Trump has said it's time to let Obamacare fail. The Supreme Court has rejected a bid to bar entry by some people with family members already in the country, including grandparents and cousins. The high court also gave the president a partial win, temporarily blocking a lower court ruling that could have allowed thousands of refugees to enter the country as an appeal moves forward. The president keynoted the first meeting of his panel on electoral integrity. Bloomberg's Irv Chapman has that. The president said people came up to him to tell of voter irregularities, which they saw with large numbers of people in certain states. Any form of illegal or fraudulent voting, whether by non-citizens or the deceased, and any form of voter suppression or intimidation must be stopped. Democrats have charged that several Republican states enacted measures to suppress minority voting. National Committee Vice Chairman Michael Blake. We consistently and regularly reject the myth of voter fraud. Our job should be making it easier for people to vote, not harder. Some election officials point to out-of-date voting machines, let alone hacking, as a threat to future elections. Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. GM has won another federal trial. A Manhattan jury finding a faulty ignition switch wasn't to blame for a 2014 crash. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Adrian Mitchell. 